This is episode 552 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. This week we have Koi Francesca and uh, newly minted director of eventing, Jenny Autry. This is Max in hot, sunny, but great to be home, Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Joe from overcast, wet, hot, sticky, but beautiful Ocala, Florida. And you are listening to the Eventing Radio Show. So, Max, how was your drive down from Calgary? It was a long one. It was was a long one. But it was cool. Yeah, it was a killer. But I tell you, we stopped it. We had two layovers. We stopped twice. And I tell you, that Spruce Meadow is one freaking cool place. It is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um pretty pretty magical place for for the jumpers to be and there's sort of everybody there. You're like it's the who's who. It's pretty cool. Poor yeah. Scott, I guess. Sometimes I'm like, are you in the right class? Are you weren't you supposed to jump in the <laughs> earlier class? <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it is awesome. It is uh it's a cool place, but it was uh the end of a whirlwind trip, Wisconsin yeah. and Portland and yeah. then I went to UC Davis to meet uh cool see their program, um, which is what, awesome. Uh, the, the UC Davis is trying to put together a sports medicine um, wellness program there, which is actually going to be pretty cool. So you can take your horse and just to get a wellness overview, not even like, why is my horse lame? It's sort of more like, am I doing everything I can to make sure my horse is really well so he never gets hurt? So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And the woman, Dr. Stover, Sue Stover, who works there, she does a lot of work um, on footing, um, around the world. So that was super cool. So yeah, long drive home, but it's good to be here. Um, and I leave again tomorrow, Joe, to keep going. Goodness me. No rest for the wicked mix. I know. And you've just had two weeks of chat hills. I did actually. And it was fun. Yeah. We did the back. This is the first time ever did the back to back chat hills. Uh, so we arrived on the Thursday and prepped ourselves Friday, competed Saturday, Sunday. The upper level horses went first thing in the morning and our days were over by um, 12 o'clock. So dressage and cross country on the Saturday and uh, finished at, you know, 11 by 11.30 and the following day show jumping, you know, first in the ring or whatever, eight o'clock in the morning. So, so the upper level horses are, are finished before it got, you know, seriously baking hot. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And then in, in the lower levels where the horses aren't, you know, stressed quite as much, they don't have to go quite as fast, um, go on sort of throughout the day. Um, we had little bits of rain sort of over the first weekend and the footing was very, very good because like, you know, um, Georgia clay can get a little bit red and hard baked. and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it can get very baked. And so with a, with a little bit of, of rain and towards the weekend between, it didn't really rain enough and was I was kind of starting to get a little bit eh about it, you know. Yeah. And then on Friday night, the heavens opened, Max. Um, nice. And there was... It, they really did. It poured and poured and poured, massive thunderstorm, and uh, there was even puddles of water on the ground, and the the footing was as close to as the most perfect Chat Hills it could ever be in the middle awesome. of summer. That's so we were, we were very, very lucky. We had um, – I don't know if the listeners all know – some listeners will know this, but there's a lake at Chat Hills that we can go and swim in. 
And so I swam in the lake almost every day and took dogs down for a swim and things. And it's just so much fun. We love doing that. And um, Hugh Lahore put on, Hugh and his wife, Brooke, and the staff of Chat Hills put on a, a large barbecue for 4th of July. And that was just oh, cool. fabulous. Yeah. Started at about six o'clock and there was chicken and salads and people brought their own beverages. It was just fantastic. They did fireworks at uh, a bit after nine o'clock. Everybody swam and and ran on the docks and things, and it was just a really, really good time. So, yeah, it was cool. Um, and that was on the Thursday, the Wednesday night before, Twilight Jumping. I was, Max, you love this one, last in the ring at 9 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was at, I, I, because so it was. So cuts into cocktail time, jeez. Well, I did that night. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah. was quite, it was quite funny because I asked them if they could, um, I asked them if, they could do like a meter 25 round yeah and they said yeah sure sure we can but you know we'll put it up at the end well what had happened was that the scheduled time to start was three o'clock and they got all these entries so they decided they would start it at two and what happened was the local people that didn't know that the oh, time shoot, had been yeah well they the 18 inch jumpers all turned up at three and it, there was an absolute pile of them. And so it just went on and on and on and oh on. Oh my and on. gosh. But, but it was cool. It was cool. It was great. So yeah, two weeks there at Chat Hills was fantastic. And the rest of the time, the non-horse time was just spent relaxing and yeah. having a really good and time. And we have to give, say our, our, your show jumping coach, our friend Kirk Webby just won the Grand Prix up in Vermont over the weekend. So congrats to Kirky for that. I didn't even know. Did he yes. really? That's fantastic. Yes, he did. I'll have to give him, I'll have to give him a know. call. I yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was yeah. good. He went okay. very well. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. And what else, Max? I mean, like, what, what else have you been up to? What else have I been up to? I just I did a super clinic up in um, uh, outside of Milwaukee at um, – I'm in a Cedarburg, uh, Wisconsin with, uh, Megan Walty and, and, uh, Bonnie Bozeman. And that was awesome. Those guys were super. They had me up there for two days to talk about different horsemanship aspects of, of, of our sport and other sports. We've had everybody from a first time, someone that's about to buy their very first horse ever to, um, hunter jumper trainer. And, um, that was super cool. Um, and, uh, so that was fun. And I do another one in Maryland and one in Massachusetts and stuff like that. So that's actually becoming something that I'm doing more and more of. So that's cool. Um, what else we had? We got, we had, um, Maryland horse trials, uh, recently for the Pan Am, uh, American Pan Am horses did their final run outing, um, which I, sounds like all went very successfully as did the Canadians up at Willow, Willow Bend, Willow Run, Willow, so I probably getting it wrong and I apologize, but I can see it and I've been there and it's an awesome spot. So Sounds like those all those horses had a great uh, final outing, and Barbary Castle was this weekend. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. And that was uh, that's another big FEI competition with a lot of a lot of European type horses, and the Brazilians had their final outing this weekend yeah. there. They did, so which we're was, gonna. We are going to hear all about, and it looks like Andrew Nicholson won Barbary Castle again. Again. Uh, I mean, how many times has he won? Like five, six times? He oh, wins it. must a, be. Yeah. It must be. Yeah. It, didn't he used to go and just win Barbary Castle and then go and win Burley and then just do it again <laughs> yeah, the next Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, nobody would see him, and then he'd sort of appear and just sort of kick everybody quietly. You know, he he never sort of came out and doesn't, you know, have the 19 in the dressage and sits on that. He just sort of goes and gets it all done as best he needs to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Right. So um, I'm just trying to think what else we've got going on down here, Max. We've got um, – it's just summer. It's that time of the season where it starts to rain and rain and you're just constantly mowing your grass. Yes. Um, heading off – Heading off down to Venice to do a little bit of show jumping. Oh, excellent! Yeah, uh, Venice is super. Yeah, you'll enjoy well, that. Well, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's really set up really nice down there, and it is five minute drive to the beach, which yeah. is lovely. And they're very efficient there. They, I feel like the the rings are usually done by two o'clock in the afternoon, which is so nice. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's a great it's a really great little show, and so yeah. we're gonna go. We'll go down there, and um, I've got the children coming, Max. Oh, that's awesome. Um, which I'm really excited about. So we're gonna have to get the little pony out and um, get them in a bit of work and things, and um, <laughs> which will be cool. Getting ready for a few um, a few Notting Hill show jumping days. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Clear round. Yep. yep. Bit of clear round jumping and cross rails and things. Um, so, so yeah, no, that's cool. And obviously a bit of Disney. <laughs> ah, always yeah. some Disney. Yes. Oh, the big, us big kids love it. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. No, us, yeah. us, us big kids love it. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, well, anyway, Max, we've got, um, we've got quite a bit of of show to get through yeah um but first we are going to um listen to this message from pro elite feeds when it comes to feeding your horse are you sure you're giving them every possible advantage with pro elite horse feed you can it's the only horse feed to offer unparalleled amino acid profiles for enhanced performance regulated starch and sugar levels the best digestive package available and nutrition-locked formulas that are crucial to overall health. Combine these advantages create a winning formula for your winning horse. To learn more about feeding your champion, visit www.proelitehorsefeed.com. Joining us now is one of my very best friends, godfather of one of my children, uh, the one and only, Hoy Fonseca. Hey, Hoy, how's it going? Hi, Joe. Um, I'm fine. How are you? Um, yeah, very I good. You guys, I guess you guys are pretty hot over there. We're yeah. Enjoying the, the British summer over here, which is like winter for you guys, but yeah, <laughs> you're fine. <obviously. laughs> the British summer. I mean, it yeah. can go any. It can be anywhere from like. Two weeks to two months long, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, yeah, we we had like we one a good week. week. Off, a week on a week. Yeah. You had a week it's of summer, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's 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 definitely not not a Brazilian summer. That's for sure. Yeah, it's not a Copacabana <laughs> summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Well, anyway, it's been a while since we've had you on the show, and I wanted to have a little chat to you this time. Because we've got a few things coming up, and before we before we talk about uh, your and your lovely wife Renata's new baby, I want to talk a bit about the upcoming Pan Ams and 
trip to Peru and all of that sort of stuff. So um, why don't you just um, tell me how's 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 it looking for you guys and, and how's it looking for the Brazilian team? <clears throat> well, Joe, we we had like a, a long um, yeah the first part of the season. I mean, we we had a long list which was like about. Um, 18 riders on a list and that list ended up cutting to about eight riders and we had our final run at uh, Barbary Castle last weekend uh, with the five riders that will go over to the Pan American Games um, yes I mean it's it's a, an exciting team I mean we got some good old experienced riders with some young horses and um and some newcomers as well like kind of debut like doing the debut on the team like a young kind of a young fella that's based with mark todd rafael he's rafael. only 21 yep. yeah yep. rafael yep. lozano so yeah it's a bit of a mix uh but i think they in the end they, they pick up the, the best um, um combinations and um it was a good run for everybody last weekend at barbary and we're exciting, like it's all about organizing now the final details. It's um, logistic-wise, it's very difficult for us. We're probably going to be the ones that are going to be coming from the most far away to Peru. I mean, it's no direct flights from here, from Europe to Peru. So it's it's difficult for us at the moment. We're being like very restrict for what we can take over and it's um the plane will stop actually in brazil on the way to peru so the horses are um gonna have a long trip and hopefully you know those horses will be with a lot of health when they arrive over there and we can have a bit more time to recover we decide to go a little bit earlier so giving the horses a bit more time to in Peru to recover and um, yeah, and, and we see how it goes. You know how it is. It's always difficult when you fly the horses from one side to the other side of the world. And um, yeah, hopefully now the horses keep health and um, and we can arrive there with the best, you know, the best horses and I can ready to perform. So let's just talk a little bit about the the flight and things. So it's going to be, if I can remember, it's around about 10 or 11 hours from down down to brazil is that right well it starts joe my, like the horses they will need to go to amsterdam and stay a day and a half there on the right. horse yep. hotel so it's like, yep. like a road trip from england to amsterdam and that's amsterdam, our favorite they, that's our favorite horse hotel by the I way i know we do it, love it i yep. know and those yummy cheese up the road yeah, it's cheese and clogs. Right. Yeah, cheese and yeah. clogs. Cheese and clogs up the road. <laughs> and then and then just as a sideline, you can get the bus in and yes. do the Heineken experience Tour. like Max yes. and I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was because there was no direct flights, so we had two options. One was go going like via um Amst, uh, via Miami, but the horses will need to quarantine there for a week. Ugh, which was not right. good, like losing. So we have no other options. I mean, um, in in the first um, the first schedule, like they want to put us to arrive on the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, which is the same date that the I think the Americans will arrive and a few others. But for us, it was going to be 
after a long trip to arrive just two or three days before the first vet in inspection. Doesn't give you much bit. time, yeah. It, it, exactly, not much time. And I think for the health and safety of the horses, giving them a little extra couple of days over there. So we decided to go a week early, which was not easy to get that um, confirmation for the organizing committee and all the logistics um, department. So we managed to to do that. So we go in a week early and the horses will get more time to recover. And I think FEI was very like agreed with everything that we asked and the organizing committee as well. So I think it's fair on the horses for us. It was just like, you know, the first thing was to give the best possibility for the horses to travel well and recover to a, such an important show for everybody as a Olympics qualifications and everything. Yeah. So what happens if what happens if the horses um, travel to Brazil? How does that affect them traveling back to Europe? Because yeah, I mean yeah because just just so our listeners know, if you have a horse that's in Brazil and you want to take it to England, um, the horse has to come up to uh, North America for a period yeah. a quarantine period before <clears throat> it can ship to England. So how does, how does that work with you? Or do you stay in a, in a quarantine situation in Brazil or how does that, how does that work? Well, Joe, that's the, the horses won't get out of the plane. They will go from Amsterdam to Sao Paulo and they will stay in the plane for uh-huh. three hours. Right. And from those three hours, they're going to go to directly to Peru. So they, they're not unloading in Brazil. So they're going to go. That's our. That shows you how difficult it is for us and to keep those yeah. horses' health under Aye. control. So Aye. we, yes. Yeah, so they go from Amsterdam to Brazil, which is 11 hours flight, and they stay yeah. three hours in the plane. That's what yeah. they hope it will be even less than that, and they go from there directly to Peru. So if you put all together, by the time they load in the in Amsterdam, which is normally two hours, two hours before, yeah. yes, two or three hours, plus eleven hours, plus three hours, plus five hours, plus unloading in Peru. We're talking about you guys going from California to Miami. You know what I mean? Yes, like it's, exactly. it's, it's, a lo- it's, it's a long time. It's a long. I think we'll be, in my view, we'll be like nearly. 22 or 23 hours by those horses putting the heads down. So it shows you how hard it is at the moment for us to get all those five horses over. But it's the only way. The other way was going to cost much more money to quarantine in Miami. But then the horses will lose fitness as well uh, by being a week in yeah. Miami doing no work. Yeah. So it's very tricky, well, very just, tricky. Just yeah, we'll just let the listeners know also, when when we talk about quarantine in Miami, that means nobody's allowed in, okay? Yeah. That means, you've, you you know, it doesn't mean, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll quarantine. There's, there's, there are some nice quarantine places around the world where you can work the horses and you have facilities and things like that, but no, not in Miami. And it means that it's someone comes in and they feed them some grain, which isn't your grain that you've used or, you know, like it's, it, it, it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? The big upset yes. in their schedule. Yeah. Yes. I mean, right. I was, 
chat, I was chatting with um, Liz Halliday because she's the traveling reserve for the American team, and she was at Barbary as well. And I think her horse is going a week later, but on the same schedule, yeah? I think her horse is going on the 26th or 27th, but doing the same way. And I, I already kind of said to her, because we're good friends and we're always trying to help each other, it doesn't matter if we're going to be competing against each other. We're a long time, we're long-term friends. And I said, it's going to be a long, a long way. But, you know, the horses are fit and um, we've been really well looked after from the, uh, look, looked after from the vets. And um, everybody's trying to do the best. We have some good vets going with the horses and the plane. We had another um, bunch of vets in Brazil allowed to go in the plane and he hydrate those horses and see the horses if they're okay. Very uh, high level of top grooms going as well. So hopefully it all should be okay. But the yeah. decision to go a week earlier, I think it makes a lot of sense yeah, to give those horses a couple of days extra just to arrive over there, have two or three days on the easy side. And that's when us riders supposed to arrive over there and uh, and well yeah. so max hoy and i when we traveled to places like baraka dalva and certain events we used to like leave a few days earlier didn't we hoy because we like to acclimatize as well <laughs> is that what they call it <laughs> yeah it's called it's called acclimatize yes and hoy and i would say to each other i think I think we should leave a few days early so that the horses and the riders can acclimatize. So, yes. so yeah, it's I'm, very I'm important. Very important. It is. <laughs> yeah. To make sure you know where to get provisions so you're never under any, any stress. It's very important. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. I mean, like um, a lot of, like when we used to go down to Portugal and um, where we, st I'm still going and like I nearly try to go every year. Um, but people actually end up following what we're doing because like when you're traveling for three days down to Portugal, a lot of people that done in a day and a half or even two days, they end up arriving over there with horses, like sick horses and they end up missing yeah. the show. I mean, like it's not much of the rush. Okay. On the way home, you can actually rush home in a day and a half or two, but at least you've done what you're trying to achieve was to go over there and have a great show, early qualifications and things like that. But I mean, what's the point? I mean, sometimes 24 hours can make a lot of difference when you arrive with a safe and healthy horse. Yeah. So that's yeah. our. No, how it, I it, it, it makes it. It makes a huge difference, and we're a little bit the same, but on a, a longer scale. We now I split the the trip to Bromont into two. The first day is a real killer, uh, sixteen hours, and the next day is much more reasonable. But uh, you're absolutely right, and I leave a couple of days early because just so that the horses have time to get there and just time to freshen up, and you don't have to start seriously working them straight away. It's just much easier to leave them, you know. Uh, yeah. on that so tell us tell us about your team i mean you've spoken about Raphael. who are, who are the others in the team yes we well we've got five riders um going we we don't know who is the reserve yet i mean we just had our team vet over after barbara checking all the horses and he's here for three days he's going back tomorrow to brazil and he's going to give the report from all the horses 
um, uh, all the horses seems to be okay after Barbary. So we're going to know who's going to be the reserve in, in a couple of hours or maybe the next 48 hours. But um, yes, I mean, like, so it's, um, we've got Carlos Paro, uh, which is, everybody knows Carlos. He's very experienced and a very exciting little mare, which he's been doing quite well lately. Um, he run at um, Tata Souls, at Barbary, and a few other shows. I think um, on that level, she's, she can be very competitive. And we've got Carlos on board, which is, you know, he, he's very experienced and he knows what he's doing. And we've got um, Marcelo Tozzi, which is another rider that he rode at Kentucky this year. And he's been to yeah, two yeah. or three Olympic games. Yep. Yes. Yep. He's riding a different horse. I mean, it's, he's got two horses on the list, but he's got a lovely eight-year-old, which is, was bred to do dressage. So he's, I think he won mostly all the dressage, all the eventing dressage shows that he's been on. He's like, he, he wins the, that phase. He's always been up there. I mean, he's normally on a 75 Eighty percent all the time. Yeah. So wow. he's, uh, he's, yeah. Yeah. He's good. He led. He led actually Barbary last weekend on his section was a hundred and ten riders, and he scored oh. I think twenty four and twenty five. Um, but he didn't have a good show jumping round, which was very unusual for that horse because he did won Barocca, and he won all the other prep shows like during the year. So he's, a, he's an exciting horse. He's an only eight-year-old, was bred for his girlfriend, Anna Ross Davis, which is a pure dressage rider here in the UK. And, uh, and he ended up yeah. took the reins on that horse and he just ended up doing the venting and he's doing well. So he's, he can be, I mean, in my view, if, if he's in the, in the team, which we don't know yet, he can be actually up there on the first day, and um, and you never know. I mean, he's an only eight-year-old, and then you know, but he he's capable of doing a good job. Yeah. So this is Marcelo's horse, and we got Marcel Apple, which is um, he rode at um, Wag um, last year. He's riding his old horse, which is a 17-year-old horse. And he's done the Olympics at Rio as well. So I would say he's the most experienced horse of the lot. But maybe Marcel Appel, he's not the most experienced rider. So it's a bit of a, a mix there together. But they, Damn. They, Damn. Know, they, they know each other inside out. So I think it's a good, solid combination for the team. And it's Raphael and, uh, and myself. So, I mean, those are the, the five ones, which... Um, I'm riding a really nice eight-year-old, which is a very um, um, new horse to me. I mean, I had him since as a five-year-old. He's um, an Irish horse uh, by Diamant Semi, which is a French show jumping horse on the Tarabred mare, which is a, is a very good breeding on there. And uh, he did um, Le Lion d'Angers as a six-year-old with a double clear. And he was placed in Barocca this year in a few other shows. I think he's an exciting horse for the future. I mean, I, I still think he will learn a lot going to his first championship. But in my view, he's got the brain. He's he's never a spook of anything. He, he can go to very hot arenas and he can perform. But I would say he was not like a, a horse that I would think I would be like in one of the tops after the dressage. But he's he's very capable of finishing his dressage score. He's a good jumper. He's a very serious horse. I mean, I'm very excited about him, and I think he can be a, a proper horse from the future. Wow. Cool. 
Yeah. It's um it, do you know what, Max? There's quite a lot of depth in there's there's I wanna say depth in, in Brazilian riders, like you say, oh yeah. this person might not be experienced. But actually, you know, you've you've left out um there's there's a lot of other really good experienced riders, uh, Brazilian riders around that just don't quite have the horsepower right at this moment, isn't there, boy? I mean, like it's it's not like you look around and say, oh, well, we've, we've got three people or four people or, or whatever it is. There's actually quite a lot of Brazilians, and it just comes down to who's who's got the good horsepower at the time. Yeah, and we are a little bit, Joe and, and Max, like we are in a transition time. Like we, unfortunately, like Marshall George, um, that rode at Kentucky as well, and his lovely grey horse, Coronel MCG, he, he ended up, selling that horse for one of the top young riders over here in UK. And he did have yeah. another horse, but he broke his foot like on a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I mean, I would say like two months ago and he was out of getting his qualification with that horse. So we, and Newsom as well. I mean, it was yeah, like yeah. Newsom, so that, that, yeah. These are the people I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. yeah. And Newsom was qualified as well. But I think when the selectors put, everybody on like inside of the same pot Nielsen end up out of the final five horses which is very hard decision for the selectors because if you put all the the combinations that are on the team they're all pretty much matching each other it was a really hard decision this time it was like I wouldn't say it was one ride that was definitely on the team everybody was kind of fighting for that spot I think for a long long time they had to think about the selectors this time because on that level you can actually bring some other riders to, you know, to face to a championship, which is great. The Pan Ams is a big thing for for everybody, and it will mean a lot this year because I think will be a big competition between you know the Americans, the Canadians, the Brazilians, the Argentinians, and the Chileans. I mean, you never know. I think every show you should not. Um, under respect because everything can happen you know like i mean we all go there with the same chances knowing that some of the guys are the favorites and some of the countries are the favorites but i take very kind of you know anything can happen yeah and we we never know yeah yeah because this is a really important for north america um i would say in central america the this side of our hemisphere that's a really important competition because of the olympic qualifications for all the teams that are going because i none of them are qualified and it's just the top two teams that get to go on to the olympic games isn't it yes you're absolutely right man i mean i mean this is like i think probably will be one of the toughest pan am games because the last one we knew that we were already qualified as a roast, uh, host nation for the, the Olympics. And that's why actually we did took a strong team because Mark Todd was our team trainer at the time. And he said, okay, we're going to take the best because we want you guys to win. And, um, and, but we didn't have the pressure of to qualify for real. But, and we were very close by, I think we were like only like five or six points behind the Americans on the team. And, and unfortunately, I lost my individual gold at the last Oh, <laughs> that was such, oh my gosh, I was there to watch that. We were cheering so hard for you. That was. Uh. I know that I had a lot of American support on that as well. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh we're no. so, so sad for you. 
but um but it was you know i mean on i think this is a, a different uh bunch of riders from the brazilian team i think as i said uh, before we have some three riders that are very experienced on like different horses uh and we have like one rider that's maybe is not very experienced on a very good horse and we've got rafael which is the new upcoming rider you know he's a very talented rider he's got a really nice mare it's just now, you know, um, we need to perform. Uh, and when you go to the other side of the world and facing like the Americans and the Canadians, I think it's, it can be a tough competition, but I think it's, it's, it's durable. I mean, you never know. It can happen. Like I remember at uh, Toronto having like a five star rider, you know, like falling off at number two. You know what I yes. mean? Like, so it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it can happen yeah. to anybody, you know, like it shows you that. Show is show, and we should not underestimate it. You know, if it's lower level, higher level, or the other countries, we need to perform thinking it's like, as Max said, it's Olympic qualification. We all, we're going to fight hard for it, you know? Yeah. 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 That'll be well, exciting. I know. I hope we get, to, I hope we can get to watch a bit of it, Max. I know. I wonder Probably, how. probably yeah. won't. Yeah. But, we'll uh, probably just have to see everybody's home videos on you on Facebook later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be a great competition. I mean, it's everything to play for. There's, there's Canada, Brazil, there's, there's America. There's been, you know, the, the team selections are out now and Canada has a, a strong, I would say team. Um, and America has, I mean, who have we got? Max We've got Tammy, Doug, uh, Boyd and Lynn. Right. And so, yeah, that'd be a fairly strong team as well. Yeah. I mean, I, but, but in saying that, I don't think I, I don't think that's like in some years where it's been one team stands out above the rest. To be honest, no, I no, everybody's got work to do. Absolutely, yeah, I think it's a bit of a a do. bit of a fair yeah. crack for everybody. Um, yeah. so so that's what's going to make it what's going to make it really exciting. So, oh boy, so you go to you you go to uh, to Peru and you win the Pan Ams. Actually, it wouldn't be the first time you've won the Pan Ams, actually, would it? Tell us, tell the listeners about the first time you went. Um, yes, I mean, uh, this, is, this will be my uh, fourth um, Pan American Games. Um, I, I was, yeah, I mean, my first one was back in 95 um, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And we, that's when we won gold uh, for the first time um, as a team. Um, and that's, I flew over. I used to live in New Zealand in those yeah, times. Man, that's when I met Man Jujo. Friday. Man Definitely. Friday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we flew over from New Zealand to Buenos Aires. Actually, I flew over from um, yeah, New Zealand to um, Fiji and Fiji to Hawaii. Hawaii to LA, quarantine oh, there for five days, oh. and all the way down to Wellington in, in stay there 17 days. That's when I joined the, the American team and the Canadians, and we went down to Buenos Aires together. So it was, wow. it was a very long, yeah, it was a wow. great long trip. Yes. And well, actually, 
actually, it's a great trip if you get to stop for three or four days at each In of those Fiji. destinations <laughs> yeah. without a horse. Without a horse. Yeah, it was it's just a great to kill off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get off. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't get let off. Me, yeah, that was No, <laughs> let me off. <laughs> Yeah. Fiji, Hawaii, Los Angeles. Oh God! Yeah, it feels great, but it was pretty. Luckily, I was on a thoroughbred, and he arrived in in Argentina just like the week before. And um, and in those days, we're still doing the long format on the CCI three star, so it's pretty tough um, for him. But we managed, and the team managed a great job. So this was our first, um, um, the first actually probably the biggest win that brazil ever had uh, and that puts the sport on a different level back at home and in things things of that pan ams we managed to go to all olympic games and pan am games and bringing medals because that's what max was saying before the pan ams is such a, a big game for us because you know if we end up with a medal the olympic committee back in brazil that's when they support um, with the funding to go to the next Olympic Games. And, you know, that's when the money comes around and then, and you can prepare, hopefully, for Tokyo next year. So it's very important, yeah, like the Pan Am Games, for, especially for Brazil. I mean, medals means a lot. And um, so that was, yeah, so that was the first one. And, um, and after that, we, I went to um, Mexico in 2011, Guadalajara, and we ended up with the team bronze there. And, um, and in Toronto, so we had the team silver and I had the team bronze, which was until the last fence, which is, you know. So yes, Joe, it's, it's been good. I mean, it's four medals. Um, this will be our fourth Pan Ams. And um, hopefully we can bring something special out of this one. You know, like um, we, we, we're going to try. We know that, you know, it's some favorites out there, but um, yeah, it's competitions are competitions and we never know what's going to happen. So um, hopefully yeah. we can achieve what we're looking for, which is, is the main target is the Olympic qualification. But if something happens, you know, plus, then that will be amazing. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's very, very exciting. And um, we wish you all the best of luck for that. And um, I wanted to just talk to you about another couple of things. I mean, you've sort of been in in the time that you've been up in um, England, Great Britain, or sort of Europe. You've sort of done a stint in England, a bit of time in Holland. Um, there was a, a trip back to uh, Brazil at one stage, and now you're sort of more firmly based in England. That's right. Yeah, Joe, we are we are very um luckily, um like me and Renata, we about two years ago we um we got a, a, a new a new place here in England which is um it's great. I mean we've just been refurbishing and developing um all the all the place again. Um will be a base for anyone and everybody or you know, every friends around the world that wants to come over this way. Um, it's like, um, yeah, like myself. I can't wait. Yeah, like myself and, and like Max, all. They've got, not, Max, they've got our rooms ready already. Oh, okay. fantastic! So for early next year, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. I mean, excellent. And we'll have to yeah. go early, Joe, to get acclimatized. That's right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <I laughs> we <like> will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's 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 as you know, Joe. I mean, like you've 
been working hard enough over in America and we've been here, I've probably been here for more than 20 years and it's yeah. to have your own place it's a great feeling and uh, you you and actually having a place that you can actually receive friends from all over the world to be based here before the major championships or badmintons or burleys or summer so we're always gonna this is our you know our profile over here is not a, a big stables but like it's a place that anybody that wants to stay here short term or long term it's pretty central it's not far yeah. from Blemen Palace and Badmintons in those areas. I mean, so we, we're developing a new, a new, um, yeah, I would say like a question center, but a little base for friends, and um, and it's been exciting. It's been a lot of hard work. I mean, we still haven't got the horses here yet because we, as you know, the the permissions over here in England to get all what oh, we want. It takes I know. Time, but um, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Awesome. And uh, tell us about um, the the new member of the family. Yeah, no, Cecilia. Yeah, Cecilia, she's been great. Yeah, she's, um, she's five, she months. Five, five months. How old is she now? Five months. Yeah. 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 Five months. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and she's, um, yeah, she's, she's doing well. Um, she's, um, she's been a great little girl so far. And uh, we, exciting that um she was going to have her first trip to brazil in a couple of weeks to to meet everybody because oh she my <laughs> oh really oh my goodness yes. that's going to be that like the relatives is going to be like a rugby scrum isn't it yeah yeah fighting yeah. over that child i can just see it yeah. now you know and yeah. this is what happens max people like me and hoy we get daughters yeah yeah <laughs> I, think, I think it's Payback. I think it's someone. It's a little bit of payback, it's a isn't it? Karma. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carlos yeah. Parra got a Carlos Parra got a son. Hoy and I get daughters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and what's and you and what else? They're beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, because you guys pick beautiful <laughs> women to have babies with. That's why. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they're just like. <laughs> So. I know. I mean, like uh, uh, my daughter and your daughters, Joe. They are just beautiful, like the father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good looking, yeah. 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 Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. some people may beg to differ, but um, but I'm going to stick with that. I think that's yeah. I think that's pretty cool. So, but yeah. Well, anyway, um, Hoy. Best of luck with the Pan Ams, and I'm so excited to hear about the new place and how well it's coming on. Um, I'm actually, I haven't told you yet, but I'm going to come over and visit you in uh, September. So I'm pretty excited to come over and see how the new place is coming on and see how things are going and stuff and 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 um, that sort of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, good luck for the Pan Ams, and um, good luck with Cecilia, and we hope to talk to you again very very soon thank you joe thank you um it's always a pleasure to talk to you and i um, mean talk to max as well uh, is are you going over to the panams max i am uh, i'm not your... i will not be at the panams this year no no ah, okay. yeah. that would be a rare competition for max to, to, I know. to miss actually exactly i know um, most most of the people traveling from this country have long-time grooms going with them so Wow. I think that's uh, which is awesome. Max and I, Max and I almost went. We 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 almost had a job. Yeah, we did. Team. Yeah, we yeah. almost did, but it just didn't quite didn't quite pan out. 
but um, otherwise we would have been there with you, Hoy. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, anything that you guys maybe need some information or anything, how we're getting on over there, I mean, we can always um, help with trying to find out if they're going to show live or links or anything. So if you guys want to keep in touch with us, we're always here to help. I mean, I, and hopefully it will be a great competition for all of us. And um, and whatever who's taking the medals is because they deserve it. And, and, and I think we, for us, the biggest challenge is for those horses to get there with health and safe. And um, and after that, we see how we're all getting on. So um, we're really looking yeah. forward for it, knowing all the challenges ahead. But I think um, we are in a good position to to deliver it and, and, and do a good job. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. Hoy. Well, thank thank you so much. And Such big luck good. to you guys. It's yeah, yeah with all and the travel and everything. Thank you very much, Max. Yeah. The Eventing Riders Association of North America is the collective voice of riders, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers. ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. And joining us now is the newly minted director of eventing for the USEF, Jenny Autry. Jenny, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Max and Joe. I'm delighted to be joining you. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations on the new job. This is all very exciting. And uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what your job is going to entail. Well, I don't fully take on the role until August 10th. (laughs) The amazing, indomitable Joni Morris is still in the role until then. So essentially right now, my role is really to get up to speed as quickly as possible. So I'm moving on Saturday, and I start in the office on the 15th in Kentucky. So a little bit of a world right now, I'm packing up house and getting ready to go. And then really, it's going to be about putting my head down in the office next week and getting up to speed as quickly as possible. There is an immense transfer of knowledge that needs to take place, and I want to really make sure that I can fully grasp all the different pieces of the role and make sure that I'm setting myself up well for the rest of the year and ultimately Tokyo, because the Olympics are coming extremely quickly. Yes. One of the first big things will be going to the Olympic test event next month in August, and that will really be a time where we want to dial down exactly what we want that timeline to look like next year leading up to Tokyo and and we will crack on from there. So it's going to be a bit of a whirlwind, but I'm really excited to get started. So you're now in Pennsylvania, just so our listeners know, you're now living in Pennsylvania and you are now about to move to Lexington, Kentucky. Is that right? That is correct. I am packing yeah, up my so. husband and my cats and moving in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, from spending enough time in Lexington, it is a really cool area. It is going to be, it's awesome down here. It is good. It'll be good. It's hot, but it's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all. Yeah. Very it's one of those exciting. things where we, you know, we go to Kentucky every year for the five star, but I never really venture much beyond, you know, the hotel or the media center yeah. and the horse park. So now I get to really explore 
Yeah. Which I've heard is a fantastic city and a great, great food town. So great food town, great live music. Yeah. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. a college town. There's just lots to do. There's airports and I just find that I like it. I like it. I like the downtown. I love it. Good yeah, me, me too. I love it up there. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's, it's once awesome. you get out of the, yeah, it's like you said, you get so myopic when you're here for the three-day event that you forget that there's this whole other part of the town where there's so Vineyards, much happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so good that we went to that one night. Oh, it was sure delicious. Was. Yeah, it yep. was great. That is great. Yeah. Um, so, um, the job, so just so people know about the job, but you're not just doing the high performance. You're going to be doing the whole, whole shebang. You're the director of eventing, which entails a lot, doesn't it? Right. I mean, it really does touch every piece of the sport beyond high performance. That's one piece of it. And maybe the piece that people see the most when they look at the job. Um, and obviously right. everyone sees Joni at the event, so thinks of it that way, but a lot of it is also working with the USDA to strengthen that affiliate relationship and make sure that their programs are able to flourish. And of course, the USDA plays such a, a big role in growing the sport. And Max, that will be a big thing on yeah. too next year. So we'll be working together a lot <laughs> exactly. more. Exactly. I know. It's awesome. And of course, also just making sure I that think we it are- should just be one. I think they should amalgamate. I just think there shouldn't be two things. Just had yeah. to say that. Well, <laughs> no, you guys aren't going to agree with me, but I mean, no, I, I, know, under, I, I get where you're coming from, but I, it's but like the way British the affiliates eventing. work. It's yeah. British eventing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, just saying. Right. That's okay. a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother that's topic whole for a different, topic. yeah, we, we well, maybe, can open that maybe, can of worms. Maybe, maybe you, you two can do something about it then. Can, yeah. that's right, when we rule the world. <laughs> yeah, mm. we will work on that, Joe. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and then everything for the FEI and rules and licensing exactly. and all that stuff, I think people don't quite realize what it all entails. It's a, it's huge. So that's, um, yeah. So exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're talking about everything from running the budget to managing grants to working with the marketing and communications department to, you know, working on travel and, uh, like you said, rule revisions, license officials. I mean, it, it is a big job. And yeah. one of the things I've learned right away as I'm starting to get speed is how amazing the USDF staff is. I feel like this is so much less overwhelming making this transition because they have such incredible people who are already in place who are going Absolutely. to help me make this transition smooth. So I think that's going to be one of the biggest things is, you know, needing to know that those people are available to help and really making sure I'm utilizing my team. So that's definitely been a, a big thing right out the gate. And it'll, I'm so excited to get into the office with them next week. We've been emailing and calling each other, but it'll be great to actually be able to have face-to-face time and really yeah. get started. Yeah, it makes a big difference when you're actually there and you can sort of go in and, yeah, like you say, the face-to-face time, It's nothing's ever going to reply. And email's an email, but face-to-face is, is so much better, isn't it? Yeah, and it's definitely interesting transition for me because I've not worked in an office for seven years because of Nation. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've just, I work from home when I'm not on the road. So going back into an office is definitely going to be something that's new for me. It's just, it's going to be a lot of change, but I'm definitely excited for it yeah. and ready for the challenge. And speaking of Eventing Nation, I mean, this is sort of, you've been like the face of Eventing Nation for years now. So what, 
this is going to be, this is huge to, to transition out of that. But I guess you, in some ways too, you've already, you've worked, you know, you've got so much intellect with the high performance and the FBI rules and the, all that kind of stuff. So that some of a lot of that knowledge is just going to transfer over, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I started working for Venting Nation in the fall of 2012, which is when Joni got the job. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. One of, one of the first stories I wrote was interviewing her to announce her getting the job. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, now seven years later, I'm getting it. So, yeah. Um, I, honestly, that interview and knowing that she had such a communications background and, and that was one of the, the big things she brought to the table kind of planted a, a seed all those years ago and it's always been something that I've thought about so as I've pursued the journalism and been able to get you know invaluable experience especially traveling to the Olympics and the World Equestrian Games and Pan American Games and you know every major event really it's definitely always been something I've thought about is what could possibly be a next step and I'm honored and humbled that it's happening. So I can assure everyone Eventing Nation will be in very good hands. I do have to completely step away. It's going to be a total clean break. I'm stepping away from everything, all of my other, you know, freelance side projects as well. So uh, it's definitely going to be change. But honestly, I think change is good. I think it's a great time to bring new fresh voices to Eventing Nation as well. And the team is the best in the business. The reporters are so incredibly dedicated and talented and creative. So everyone, please continue reading and supporting the site. I think it's one of those things that everybody just sort of goes to and, you know, they sort of wake up in the morning, they're drinking their cup of coffee, they look at Facebook, you look at Eventing Nation, you're like, what's happening in the world, right? Or it's always like, our link is like, where where I find that we're linked to the results. And I always just go straight to the Eventing Nation day page because it's the quickest way to get to the results. And I do it all the time. I'm like, oh God, well, they've they've got the best. Oh, how do I get on the live feed? Oh, they know. You'll click, you know, so you guys... (laughs) sort of become the the go-to for all that yeah oh wow that's gonna be that is cool that is cool so um tell us what's your what do you what are you most looking forward to in this job yeah yeah what am i most looking forward to it's definitely a time of change in a lot of ways for the federation and you know eric evander our high performance director is still fairly new in the role you know it's only been a bit over a year and so we essentially are going to be creating a new era and one that we obviously want to be a lot more successful. So that's the thing I'm most excited about is creating that blueprint. And of course, working with a lot of stakeholders, you know, there are so many people who need to have a seat at the table as we look at restructuring the program and rebuilding. So that's going to be my first real goal, of course, getting up to speed in the office, but then I need to hit the road and talk to as many people as possible and make sure that, we're really doing everything that we can to understand the current landscape of the sport and where it is and then where we ultimately need to be going. So that's what I'm most excited about is to really dive in and have those conversations and dig into the nitty gritty of what everyone is thinking and then be able to bring all of that back and formulate it into a plan. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of work, you know, in the trenches, really collecting that information. And I'm, yeah, I'm chomping at the bit to get started at it. But I guess, what what do you see as your biggest challenge? I think it's just, you know, every, the way I interact with the sport is totally changing. So I think that's definitely already been very jarring as far as, you know, how I, how I'm going to, you know, be interacting with the riders is, is totally changing. You know, it's been a, a relationship as a journalist 
and now it changes to a relationship um, as the managing director of the sport for the country. But so I think the cool, that's the cool. Yeah. Sorry, the cool thing is that you've already got a fairly good relationship with a lot of the riders, you know, like it's not like you've got to go around introducing yourselves and getting to know right. them. It's not like you've come from a different country. I mean, it's like, it, it, and I want to know, my question is sort of going from being a journalist to a more organizational role. I mean, that's kind of the difference, isn't it? I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's definitely something that's very different. I think what people might not realize is, how much, you know, behind the scenes I was involved in the management and ultimately running Adventure Nation as a business. So I think from that standpoint, I was already doing a lot more of that. And what I realized along the way is my real strength lies in managing people and really creating effective teams who can produce excellent outcomes, whether it's reporting at the World Equestrian Games or, you know, going on and being successful at a championship um, as a team of riders. So I think that's the, that's the biggest difference is switching over to the management aspect, but I've really kind of already been behind the scenes with EN. Of course, it'll be much different and on a broader scale, but that'll be a big change, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited for it and ready for it. Cool. This is good. I'm excited. This is going to be great. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> once you once you get the move over with <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the one thing that's not terrifying but more sad is i'm not bringing my horse with me right away oh, oh no i was I gonna, I was gonna ask that i was gonna ask what you were doing with your with your horse yeah my my sweet horse Derry. he's staying um behind with jimmy stram for now because i really am very committed to making sure that i and giving a hundred percent of my time right now yeah. to getting yeah. up to speed in the role. I just feel like that's so critical. So, you know, it's one of those things where with the role this big things have to be sacrificed. And so that's one of those yeah. sacrifices I'm going to make right now. Um, but I will also be keeping an eye out for where I guess I want to ultimately keep them in Lexington. Yeah. So I'll have to pick well, your brain about that. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> there is some great play. There are some really, there's some good spots here. There's some yeah. beautiful places. Yeah, yeah. There's so much to do. Yeah. It's cool. It's very exciting time. That's really cool. That's awesome. Um, and so do you get to go to Peru or are you just going to hold the fort down in the, at home and, and get your, get your feet in the, in the mud and stuff? Yeah, exactly. I will be at home. So that's, that's definitely a big change. I'm now not going to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course that was always the plan all along for Joni to be the team leader, which is great. You know, that means that there's been that same consistency and coherence all along is going to continue through Lima. So that was definitely an important decision that needed to happen. And then it will be essentially right after Lima things transition fully over to me. So yeah, I will have my head down. I will be at Rebecca farm for Yay! The North American youth championship. Yay! I know. So that will Good. be really exciting to be able to start to get to know all of the kids better in the emerging program. And we have such talented athletes coming up. Um, yes. And of course Which we will talk, this, you and I will yes. talk business wise about that more at <laughs> Rebecca farm. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. Yeah, yes, exactly. We will. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. just a lot of, a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah. Right now. It'll be interesting to be there without that, without your reporter hat on with your USCF hat on. It'll be uh, a cool transition. Have you been, you've been to Rebecca farm, haven't you? I haven't. Oh my gosh. Well, you are in for some sort of a treat. It I is know. a, it is probably Joe, wouldn't you say it's probably one of my like top 
in in America, I mean, next to Kentucky, it's one of my top events. Actually, in the world, yeah. it is such a great competition. They just they put on such a great competition. It's so beautiful, and the weather's perfect, and just mm-hmm. no, it's good. It's yeah. gorgeous. If you're lo- yeah. lucky enough to be able to get there, and every year I always like, oh, I really want to go to Rebecca, and it's just it never quite figures out as close this year again. And I really want to get back. First year I went was was way back in 2011 and it was just fantastic but yeah no it's highly worth going to and they well, do and, yeah and of course the broussards play such an instrumental role in the sport so i'm so excited to finally get to see rebecca firsthand yeah and i've just heard they put on one hell of a show yeah it is they treat everybody like they're at the, the you know their biggest competition in the whole world it's so great they're so fun it is good. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, so you'll be yeah hit the hit the ground running, traveling, doing, being. Yeah, yeah. whirlwind ex- commences now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's great, and that's great that too that for for you guys that your husband can move along with you too, hey? Yeah, well, he'll be he'll he's going to still be looking for a job, so he'll kind of be coming back and forth um, for now between Pennsylvania and Kentucky. But we're hoping that you know he can get something really soon, and it won't be you know, too long before he can, but yeah, so putting all that positivity out into the universe, that he'll yes. the perfect thing really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, Jenny, we are going to let you get straight on back to your packing. I could imagine <laughs> a little daunting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we will, we will obviously see you more and talk to you more and, um, we're really excited and congratulations. And this is a, this is a start of a cool new era. Yeah, well Thank done, Jenny. You. It's just yeah. excellent that you're taking on this position and, and best of luck. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And thank you for having me on the show. It's going to be awesome for Jenny to have that um, new job, Max. I think it's great. Yeah, it is great. I know the the, the whole process took quite a long time. And, um, you know, I think they had to have their applications in sometime in April. So it's been uh, a long sort of process, but this is, uh, I think it's going to be great. She's got so much knowledge to bring forward and, um, you know, she knows she's been to so many of the competitions of the high, of the high level stuff. And, and even in the, the national shows too, she's been to so many of them. She is a competitor too, which is also really cool, which is something Joni does, which I think is really cool. So, um, you know, they've got, they've got their feet in at that level as well. So I think it's going to be, um, um, c- kind of cool. I think it's a good, good transition. Yeah, well- it's not it's not as mind blowing when you go to a five star at the other side of the world or in Europe or something and sort of you know what's going on already and you yes, how it works. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, um and hopefully that she'll be able to Yeah. Do a really good job. I'm sure yeah. she, I'm sure I'm sure she will. I'm sure she's a be, she's yeah. a friggin' hard worker, so um, my guess is that she's gonna she really will um She'll, you know, she'll, she's going to buckle down and, and, and give it her 175%. Now, talking about the Pan Am Games, Max, how do our, how do we even watch, Max? No, that's a, that's when a very good it? question. It is um, the eventing, the uh, dressage is first, and that's the 28th through the 31st. The eventing is August 1st through the 4th. And then the jumping, which is going to be, the jumping is seriously competitive because you've got, if you think about it, the countries that compete in South America, Central America, North America are very, very competitive teams. So that'll be, 
interesting. I think, I mean, the Americans obviously have already qualified for the World Equestrian Games, uh, I mean, for the Olympic Games, so from from their win at WEG. Um, yeah. But I think some of these other teams are vying for their spot at the Olympics because um, uh, they didn't qualify. So you've got, I mean, if you think Mexico's got a really strong team, Brazil's got a very strong team, Canada's got a really strong team. I mean, all these these little countries we forget about that have these incredible riders and horses and, wow. and everything in the jumping it's a proper, you know, because Actually, I, I guess what it is, this eventing is, it, you know, for us, it's an intermediate three day, but the jumping, it's proper. I mean, it's seriously hard. Right. I was, that was my next question. Yeah. For you, Max. It's, yeah. it's right at the level. Yeah. It's at five star level, is it? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's yeah. five star, but it'll be four star for sure. It'll be, right, it'll okay. be big enough. Yeah. It'll be higher because the dressage is, you know, they step down a level and so does the eventing steps down a level, but the jumping is right at the top level. Wow. Yeah. I, those those names of those countries that you just rattled off, I mean, they are stalwart countries at the best of times. Yes. You always you always see Mexico and Brazil and Canada at the Olympics, don't you? Really? Yes. Yeah. Or a, a representative from Mexico or something. I mean, like, you know, these these are really good teams. And and then throw in the rest of South America and you know, because the they've got some great horses and great riders. Yes, exactly, exactly. So that's um, uh, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, there's a uh, if, yeah. If people want more um, information, the website for the uh, equestrian is um, looks like it's Lima 2019.pe. So that should be um, have all the resources and schedules and links and all that kind of stuff that we that we want to get to quickly. As we were saying on a on eventing nation, the the quick quick click type of thing. But it'll be, uh, it's exciting, I think. And the eventing, even though it is only at the intermediate three-day level, it's going to be, I think, a very, very stiff competition with um, some seriously good riders and nice horses. Yeah. I mean, I think, like we chatted with Hoy, it's not all cut and dried by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, there are some talented combinations going, but anything can happen and it's yeah. not like one team is head and shoulders above the rest. I don't right. think, I right. think that there are three very strong teams and then there's will be other individuals from some of the other nations as well. Um, yeah. and, uh, and other teams, you know, and then they're already the, getting the team that makes the least stronger. mistakes. Yeah. The less, the yeah. fewer mistakes is going to win because they're all, it's all a very talent pool wise. It's, it's going to be quite strong. So I think that's, yeah. it's cool. It's exciting. Yeah. Good it for is. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's yeah. great for the sport. Well, Max yeah. has got to that time where you should uh, start doing some of the end, end bits. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Eventing Writers Association of North America podcast. Wait, but before I say that, I have to say the last time Joe and I were recording, I was at the um, Starbucks in Georgetown, Kentucky, and I have to give a shout out to Colin Smitherman, who goes to the Georgetown Starbucks and sent me a message saying that she was pretty sure it was her truck that was so loud during our recording. So big shout out to her and thank you for listening to us. I don't probably think it was it was a massive red dually, so I'm not sure it was with you. Uh, it was you, but um, I got, we want to give you guys a shout out, give you a shout out for listening to us. Um, anyway, back to it. Um, you can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. You can find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search The Eventing Radio Show and on Twitter at Eventing Radio. 
Listen to the eventing radio anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store, search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe by iTunes. Thanks again to Pro Elite Feeds for supporting the show. And don't forget to mention the show when you place your order for a 15% discount and free shipping. This is Max, and you can find me on Facebook, Max Corcoran Horse Care. You can find me on Instagram at MMC338, and you can find some of my old blogs at Max Corcoran WordPress. This is Joe, and you can find me on Facebook, Joe Meyer. You can follow me on tw- Twitter, Joe Meyer, E-V-N-T-R. You can go to my website, JoeMeyerEventing.com, and you can find me on Instagram, Joe Meyer Eventing. Right, Max, it's been another fantastic show. Yes. And um, you probably want to get off and um, get yourself some sleep. <laughs> yeah, quick nap before After I have to drive to Virginia tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my goodness Exactly. Me. I know. Oh my goodness oh, me. Good. Well, no risk yeah. for the wicked, right? It's the glamorous life that we lead. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, Max. Okay, listeners, we'll talk to you again in four weeks' time. Bye, everyone. Bye.